Hey everyone and welcome to the Run Adjacent Podcast. My name is Hayden Bell. This podcast is brought to you by our buddies at Trek Trail and Fish. You can find them at 4 Wakeland Street in Karma, the Runner's Candy Store. For you, the listener, they have a special going for the month of August. It's 40% off all apparel in store, so that includes Two Times You, Under Armour, Mont Royale, and many more brands. Just pop in and see them and mention this that you heard this on the podcast, and uh, yeah, it's easy as that. My guest today... my guest today is a big one he's been an inspiration to me personally to start this podcast he was he was the host on the edge breakfast radio show from 2001 to 2021 it's 20 years thank you he has a combined social media following of nearly a hundred thousand people over a hundred thousand nice Thank you for chipping in. <laughs> He's written three best-selling books, including Running, a, True, a Love Story. He has run all six of the World Marathon Majors, the New York, Chicago, Tokyo, Berlin, and Boston. In Tokyo, he ran a PB of 2 hours 57. Wow, that's quick. That is that's bloody quick. He, he, he has a podcast of his own, which is bloody awesome. It's had over a million downloads. How many now? Yeah, just still just over a million. Just okay. <laughs> I encourage you, if you haven't already, to give it a listen. We are so grateful. Oh, I am so grateful that he has given up his time uh, for me today. Please welcome to the show, Dom Harvey from the, the Runners Only from Runners Only with Dom Harvey. G'day, Hayden. How are you? Hey, first of all, um, thank you for having me on your podcast. What does adjacent yeah. mean? Um, it's called the Run Adjacent pod- Podcast. What, what yeah. does adjacent mean? It, it's it like means, alongside with? No. Yeah, it, it means uh, so running, but then subjects adjacent to running. Such okay. As, yeah, so such as people like yourself uh, who, are, who are influencers in the category. It means um, like nutrition stuff. Uh, I had an interview with a, with a pod, uh, with um, an owner of a gym. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so just any any sort of person yeah. connected in that sphere. Yeah, I like it. And and you you, you gave a shout out at the, the intro to a sponsor. Who is yeah. it? Ta- ta- what tackling? No, what is it? What's trick, the? trick, trail and fish. Trick, trail and fish. You well, first of all, good on you for starting a podcast, and good on you for getting a sponsor. <laughs> I had to grind away for about a year before before I got a sponsor. What do they What do they do? They ch- they give you some money, or they chuck you a free pair of shoes every now and then? What do um, they? Oh, actually, com- is this commercially sensitive? No, no, Des, If you if you do want to throw me a, a pair of shoes, I, I wouldn't mind. But he he's basically covering the hosting rights to that, that keeps oh, this, cool. that cool. keeps this broadcast. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Look, the, the good thing about podcasting is anyone can you know, buy the microphones or buy some gear. Mm. Or you don't even need to do that. You can just record it into your phone if you want. The, mm. Literally, podcasting is a cheap thing. There are some expensive expenses involved though, and time. Yeah, it's a big time commitment. Yeah. Um, so good on you for starting it, and good on you for sticking with it. Unlike your co-host who couldn't be here today because yeah. um, scheduling conflict. Yeah, turns yeah. out I'm not a big enough star. To oh. she'd rather she'd rather spend time with her son and than that, with me. Oh. <laughs> Prioritizing family over has been radio presenters. <laughs> Mate, you're so much more than it has been. It's, it's not. <laughs> um, so can we reflect on your at your on your time at the edge? Mm, sure. Yeah. 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 What have you What have you want to talk about? Yeah. My recall, growing up in 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 Whangarei, the, the edge was kind of like the the radio station of the regions um, was was Auckland like the last place it ever broadcast into on a on a national type yes of? yeah yeah yeah. There's a fu- funny story behind that. So um, yeah, the edge was um, broadcasting pretty much nationwide, mm-hmm. um, apart from Auckland. Yeah, and the reason being we we didn't have a frequency in Auckland. So I, I started at the edge in. Uh, 2000, yeah, early 2001. Yeah. And around about middle of 2001, we moved from Hamilton to Auckland just to make it easier in terms of getting interviews with guests, you know, musical acts, yeah. um, actors, TV people, all that sort of thing. So we were living in Auckland and working from a studio in Auckland, but we weren't even broadcasting in Auckland for like six months. Mm. So you'd meet people and they're like, what are you doing? And you'd be like, oh, I'm on a radio station called The Edge. And if they're from Auckland and they hadn't lived in other parts of the country, they often had no fucking idea who we were. Yeah. So that was a crazy time. And then our radio company, we had there was another station in the company called Channel Z. Yeah. 
Yep. Which is like a alternative rock station. It was a really good station, actually. Just never rated particularly well. So our company made the commercial decision to take Channel Z off the air and give us that frequency. Oh. Yeah. So that's how it came about. But so that was, that, was, that was late um, 2001 that I think they launched in Auckland. Yeah. Cool. What I liked about the Edge is that, yeah, like, you guys would always send, like, Chang out, out to the regions. Um, what is Chang doing these days, if you don't mind me asking? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to. Uh, but he's good? He's, he's good. He's, yeah. um, I, I, surely I can say. Um, he's, he's like a customs officer at the airport. Oh. Like a massive, massive career pivot. Oh, that's, that's a change. Yeah. Interesting. You can't have change without Chang. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, the only difference is the letter E on there. <laughs> One thing that I liked about you, Radio, on the edge is that you were always willing to push the boundaries. And one of my favorite things was when I was, um, how do I say it? I'm going to start that again. I'm going to delete this little bit out. No, oh, don't. I reckon leave it in. It seems more natural. <laughs> it's, it's human to make yeah. mistakes. Thank you. I make a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very much a human. <laughs> um, I, I like that you, you you started a campaign to bring back the McFlurry. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, that's right. And we, I always appreciate. I always think of you when I get when I get a McFlurry now. Oh, uh, that's a huge uh, compliment. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I I tell that to some people. I'm like, fun fact: the reason we can all enjoy McFlurries today yeah. as New Zealanders is because of um, a campaign we did on the edge. And people are like, yeah. oh fuck, whatever. No, I remember. Uh, I remember it's clear as day. And yeah. yeah. Like I was missing a McFlurry, and then every time now that I get a McFlurry, I'm like, "Thank you, Dom. You are the man." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was um, that was that was funny because it was off the menu for a while, and then we mm. were in Australia on a work trip, and we had a McFlurry, and I was like, "This is bullshit that we can't get these in New Zealand." <laughs> and then uh, a, a lot of people were um, well, actually, no, actually, not not a lot. Like I, I tell people that yeah, it was our campaign, and they're like, "Oh, whatever." Um, uh, yeah. But a lot of people that talk to me about it, they say, oh, was McDonald's in on that? It must have been like a, you know, a collab yeah. or whatever. But fuck no, they were pissed off about it. Yeah, they were. They yeah. were pissed off. Like um, they, they tried to st- stop it and they're like, oh, yeah, we've got our market, marketing schedule organised for the next 12 or 18 months and mm. yeah, we can't just bring it back because you guys are doing this camp- campaign. Yeah. Um, but eventually they did. I, I mean, fuck, come on, just use your snow freeze machine or whatever. <laughs> Whenever it's working, it always yeah. seems to be broken, right? Yeah, yeah. No. Um, the other, one of the other things I liked was when I was probably from twenty five through to twenty nine. How old are you now? I'm thirty seven. Right. Um, oh, you're still just a kid. But you guys, every every Friday morning, you used to do a, a thing called uh, first drink of the day. <laughs> oh yeah, it had a little jingle and everything. Yeah, first drink of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we, that was great. It was fun, and we just started every Friday morning with a with a shot, or sometimes we had a cocktail mixologist, and we ended up having to drop that because some wanker complained to the broadcasting standards authority or the liquor licensing act. I don't know. If it was glorifying drinking or something, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't. We were doing, yeah, we were doing like one shot of like tequila or whatever, then a radio show, like yeah. no more, no less. Yeah, God, it was just that was the beginning of the end, I reckon. Yeah, the fun place. Fuck yeah! What I like, I was a courier driver at the time, so of course I couldn't, um, I couldn't have a shot of alcohol while I was delivering. Page, yeah, you're a courier driver in Northland. You would have been yeah. high. <laughs> what, what were you on, meth or weed? <laughs> Both. I was, I was, I was high on, yeah, something. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I would get my my little can of V, and I would drink along to you guys with the with the jingle going. And uh, like, did you guys do like a? Was there like a one minute dance party after that or something? Oh yeah, that was like yeah. um. Wow, you do remember? Yeah, there was that, there was a Friday thing as well, like after yeah. nine am on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I've I felt like because when you're driving as a courier, you're 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 very much independent. And but having the radio on, it was kind of like you guys were my workmates. Mm. That's that kind of the impact that you guys had. On yeah, us. Well, that's but, good. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's um yeah. If if we're doing our job well and you've got a good show going on, mm. then that that's how it should feel. It's um mm. should be like an intimate relationship between yeah. the listener and the show, and you should feel like they're they're your friends or you know yeah. enough about them to form a connection with at least someone on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. I mean, when someone texts in like, "Oh, I like the show, but I, I hate Dom," or you know, JJ and Dom are great, but Mike sucks, or mm-hmm. you know, I like Mike and I like Dom, but JJ's a fucking yeah, mm-hmm. annoying. It, it never really minded us because it's yeah. it's like 
I think that's good. You know, th- there may have been some people that liked all three of us, but then yeah. um, as long as you, you you like or connect with at least one person on any show that you listen yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. This is actually the second time I've met you. Um, the first time I met you was when you released your first book, Bucket List of an Idiot. Oh, and, yeah. And you did a, a signing in at Paper Plus in the Cameron Street Mall. In I remember that. Yeah, no, I, and I was like a strip signing. So yeah, every time well, someone bought and signed a book, I took off an <laughs> item of clothing. Yeah, what was up with that? <laughs> It was weird. Hey, sex sells, Hayden. Yeah, yeah and you yeah. came to buy a book because you wanted me to take off those undies. I think, I think, yeah, I think you did sign my book. So yeah, um, mm. Mm. yeah, that was but, that was a good turnout actually. I, yeah. Well, I always found those the, the book signings really weird because um, a lot of them you'd go to and they're mm. you know, uh, I, I was just a fool on the radio. Like I'm not, I'm not Ruby Tui. I'm not Richie McFucking Court. Yeah. So <laughs> one of those guys does a book signing and there'll be like a, a line of people around the street. So for, for me, there was a very r- real chance that uh, I'd go to a bookstore and no one would turn up, yeah. um, which was embarrassing in the beginning. But after a while, it's like, oh, it's not embarrassing. You, I'm, I'll meet the staff and I'll be nice to them and I'll sign some of the books. Yeah. And then once they've met you and made that connection, maybe if someone comes in saying, oh, you know, my grandson's got a birthday, what should I buy? They're more likely to sell your book. Yeah. Um, but for the Fonga one, I thought, oh, it'd be good to get a, a turnout here. Yeah. So I thought yeah. I'd do something a bit different. And, yeah. yeah. I think I think Whangarei and Northland as as a whole just kind of loves the edge, so no, it's cool. Mm. Oh, you just the edge still do well up there. The, I know the local show more FM with um, with who was it? Flash and, and Toast and, and to- yeah, they, they do yeah, a great show do and it does awesome very job. well. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool, man. Right, yeah, no, it was uh, no. Um, what I will say though was it was that 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 period of the show that you're talking about with yeah. um, JJ, Mike, and Dom. It was very successful. Um, yeah. I think that was the edge at its peak. I think and it was, yeah. It's, it's hard to say how it will ever um, be that good again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that from a position because it's like, well, <laughs> I'm not there anymore. Yeah. I'm saying from a position of like where society is at now in terms of what you can get away with. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, and just in terms of radio as an industry, I think it's so fragmented now. Like people are listening to podcasts in their car, or people yeah. like, like this. Hi, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> um, fuck you for not listening to radio. You're part of the problem. Um, and or people are listening to books on audio, like these, yeah. or they're listening to their own playlist on Spotify. Like there's so many yeah. other things. So radio, radio is what I definitely call like a sunset industry now. Like it's an industry that's 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 on the way out. It's yeah. probably got another 10, 15, 20 years to go. But yeah, it's, it's never gonna. Yeah, I don't know, and it, it, that makes me very sad because I, yeah. I did radio for thirty years, yeah. um, and l- I love the industry. I'm so passionate about it, and it'll always hold a special place in my heart. But I feel like it's never going to be the same as what it was. Yeah, that's um, so. What brought about Runners Only with Dom Harvey, your podcast? Um, yeah, well, so I finished on the edge. This is um, maybe the middle of twenty twenty one, and I thought I want to do a podcast. And I was apprehensive about it because even back then, two years before now mm-hmm. um it felt like the podcast market was like congested so i just read i spent six months just traveling reading a lot about podcasts listening to a lot of podcasts figuring out what i would want to do and how it would look and after after being in a situation where you're in the same job for 20 years and on a station like the edge there was a lot of freedom and flexibility but there is also a lot of rules yeah. and boundaries that you have to follow so suddenly i was in a position where it's like I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And that's exciting, but it's also scary at the same time. Yeah. So I said on Runners Only, because I, I met with a couple of people and they said, to have cuts on a podcast now, you kind of need a niche. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm passionate about running and a lot of people like to run, so I'll, I'll just call it Runners Only. Yeah. And it's been, um, it's been yeah, way, way more well-received and, and popular than probably what I ever anticipated. It's been really cool. It's it's huge. I, I love it. Um, what? Thank you. I've got... Can I give you my top five? Oh shit! Your top five episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I love the Brody Kane episode. Right, that was really uh, early on. She was like a single figures, maybe episode eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I liked is when she she talked about um, that bullier, the 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 guy that was like randomly texting her and <laughs> like trolling how, her, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, trolling her, and how he she found um, his. His workplace, his workplace, right. yeah, and like hit up the dad, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That yeah was, I, no, I, I, <laughs> it was a, a great story. So, like, she was on, she was on the TV show um, Breakfast, mm. and uh, 
someone would message on the Facebook group every day like, oh, Brody's got a five o'clock shadow or Brody yeah. looks like a man. It's yeah. Real, real base level stuff like that. So she ended up like looking at the person's profile and then calling the workplace. And um, I think, yeah, good on her for doing that. Yeah. Like it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, re- yeah. it's really mean. And you, you, you think people aren't going to see these comments, but they do. And it's like, yeah. you, you would, that person would never, ever, have the courage or audacity or whatever you want to call it to go up to her in the street and say, yeah. you look like a man, you've got a five o'clock shadow. So yeah. why do it online? And I, I know he wasn't hiding behind a fake profile or anything. He was using his own own name, but it's still, it's still trolling and it's just mean yeah. and it's unnecessary. Yeah. The other episodes I liked were uh, with Eric Murray. Um, oh, yeah. Talking about the, the death of Olivia Podmore. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to that episode at work. Um, I work in the fruit industry now. Like, I have to do a lot of lifting and shifting of boxes. Mm. And um, I'm like in tears lifting boxes. My work that comes out of his office. He's like, what are, you, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm listening to a podcast. He goes, why are you crying? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, mm. that, that story was, was heartbreaking. Um, and I, yeah, it. Your podcast had me in tears. Um, yeah. It was. It was. That's the kind of impact that it kind of had. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Oh, that's yeah. really touching. And yeah. Um, Eric. Eric was another great guest. That was early on in the podcast, and he. Yeah. He was up in. Auckland. He lives in Cambridge. He was up in Auckland doing Dancing with the Stars, and he was like, "Fuck, man! Oh, fucking come around." Came around with a six pack of beer and a couple of bag of chips, and yeah. it was a good episode. Yeah, but uh, Olivia Podmore. So she was um, uh, a very good cyclist, yeah. and one of Eric Murray's best friends, and she. She got, um, I think she got shat on a little bit by high performance sports. Like yeah. she did everything that was asked of her, did all the times and requirements, and then she wasn't selected for the games. Um, so that was sort of blamed. That was sort of given as the cause of her, her the reason for her taking her own life. Because um, just before taking her own life, she put a post on Instagram, like, yeah, outlining the, the pressures of high performance sport. But Eric's take on it was. Um, Slightly different. He was like, she, she was just like mentally messed up. So that may have mm. been the straw that broke the camel's back, but it's yeah. not. And just before that, they'd, they'd had a weekend together in Queenstown. So yeah. they got back from a weekend in Queenstown. They had a stopover in Christchurch Airport on the way back where she caught up with her mum at the airport. Um, he dropped her off at her house and then she was like, oh, I'll see you at quiz night on Friday or whatever. And then, yeah, like an hour later, she was dead. Yeah. It's just fucking tragic. Fuck it's yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um, the other two, oh, the other three of my of my top five were Arch Jelly, Mike King, and JJ Feeney. Right, right. Yeah, okay, Arch, so. Arch Jelly, famous running coach uh, of John Walker. Yep. He's actually, um, I've got him coming on the podcast again for a part mm. two in a couple of weeks' time Ooh. on the week of his 101st birthday. So he's turning, he's 100, he's turning 101, and he's still mentally and physically in, in impeccable shape, still yeah. walks a few kilometres every day. So that's Arch Jelly. Who are the other ones? JJ and? Uh, Mike King. Oh, Mike King. Oh, mm. yeah, Mike, Mike King was fantastic. Mm. That was good. Um, I ended up splitting that and putting in, in two parts. Yeah, so part two one part focused on his like early career and his comedy career, and part two focused more on the mental health stuff, but yeah, he's great. And the, yeah. the JJ one, um, I'm actually, I put that one up without without editing it or even listening back to it because it was just I started to uh, yeah. like listening back to it and editing for quality control and uh, it's I don't know it's just too raw and too personal yeah so I just let that one go no it was it's a good episode oh, um, thanks I, Hayden yeah I encourage you guys to, to listen to them there's also a few um, runners only interviews with quite a few Northlanders you they seem to be popular on your show Tyler Nathan Wong oh yeah David, yeah, the, David Seymour I'm going to Cool. Hey, where's, where's he from? Is he from? He's from Whangarei. Right. Yeah. Um, Mike Rudling. I'm going to claim him as a Northlander. He started in Paia. <laughs> yeah, Bay of Islands. Yeah. 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 Uh, Susie Cato. Yeah. 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 Miyamoto. And probably the the best one, uh, which was impeccable timing on your behalf, Hannah Wilkinson. Oh yeah, Wilkie. Yeah. yeah. Used to, yeah from Whangarei, played yeah. in Carmo. Yeah. 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 Um, it's. Karma is kind of where um, Trick Trail and Fish is our sponsor. So. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you, um, you've got to look for, for yeah. ways to incorporate your sponsor yeah. into the podcast, and you're doing very, very well. Yeah. They, yeah. they should give you a little bonus, I reckon. Yeah. 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 Come on, don't just pay for the, He's yeah. got to put food on the table. Don't just pay for the hosting fees. At least give him um, a free pair of. What do you want a free pair of? Um, I could do it for another pair of Arahis. Hoka Arahis. Yeah, chuck them in some shoes. <laughs> Um, how did you get into running yourself, Dom? Well, um, I ran when I was at school. We were sort of from a running and tennis family. So dad played tennis and mum started running 
I think this was like in the 1980s when jogging jogging and jogging groups first became a thing. Yeah. So mum started running and um, I remember her being like quite quite overweight. I suppose it was as a result of like having, just having four kids and then she just got an, an amazing shape with running. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I ran a bit at school, was never particularly fast or anything, but just kind of enjoyed it. And then I stopped running during my 20s, I just got... Like quite, you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed life. I ate yeah. bad food. Yeah. You know, when when suddenly you're not getting told by your parents what you can eat every night, and you've got your own money and you can make your own choices. So I made very poor choices yeah. with what I ate and what I drank. And then um, I I ended up in my thirties, and I was just like um, overweight, and I didn't like how I felt, and I didn't like how I looked when I was naked in front of the mirror. And I thought I got I got to do something about it. So I started running, and I'd run like four k, five k. And then I'd st- get home, get naked, stand on the scales and be disappointed that I hadn't lost like a 10 kilos. Yeah. Um, and I did that for a while. And then somewhere along, somewhere along the line, I just sort of stopped, stopped worrying about the weight and the scales because I just started feeling, even though I didn't look better, I started feeling better about myself. Yeah. So I stopped worrying about the scales and then eventually that just sort of took care of itself. Yeah. But yeah, I sort of, you know, f- fell in love with running again, but it didn't happen instantly. Yeah. You know, and again, the reason I started running was just, you know, because I didn't like the way I looked, but yeah. No. I, I, and it's been a, like a cornerstone of my life ever since. Yeah. I, no. I, um, I love it. Yeah. The last year I, I haven't done much cause I've had, um, osteo, I, I got diagnosed with osteoarthritis in my left knee. So I had like about eight or nine months where I could barely run at all. Like some, some days, some weekends I'd, I'd go and visit my girlfriend in Wellington and if it was a real cold day down there, because I, I live in Auckland, Auckland's probably like Northland, it's like yeah. a, a cold day's not that cold. A cold day is 15 <laughs> degrees, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd be in Wellington and I'd be limping just while I'm walking just because the cold had a bad impact. Mm-hmm. So I went to a few physios and they, they all said the same thing. They were like, if it hurts when you run, but it doesn't really hurt otherwise, the solution is simple, just don't run. And I... I think they sort of underestimated how important running was. That's not a good enough answer. No, but it it, it came from a professional place though. But one thing which I don't think they they necessarily take into account is um, someone's will or desire. Yeah. So... You know, I'm, I'm, I'd say they'd have people that come to them and say, oh, I'll do anything to fix my fucking shoulder or whatever. And then they'll give them some exercises to do and then they'll see the person two weeks later and the person wouldn't have even done the exercises. Yeah. Um, but I was going to do like whatever it took uh, to get running again. Mm. So I'm running again now. I reckon I'm about 70, or 70 to 75%. So there's yeah. still like a little bit of pain in my knee. But yeah, I went out for a run. I'm, I'm still in my running gear now. Like I yeah. went out. <laughs> Went over to, um, took the ferry over to uh, Rangitoto this morning and had a 16K run up there with a couple of friends. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, look, look, I may never be able to do like, good speed work or good times or anything again, but yeah. um, I can run enough to get what I need out of it for yeah. Uh, yeah, my mental and my physical health, and that's yeah, all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, so, that, so oh, man, that was going to be one of my next questions. Has oh, that, sorry. Has that injury changed your, your running ambitions? Um, yeah, because um, you did like two fifty seven in Tokyo, which is fast. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it, it it's it's funny though. It's all perspective, isn't it? Because yeah. if, you, if you're talking to Elliot Kipchoge, who's the greatest <laughs> marathon winner runner of all time, he's, I think his best official. He he did a, a sub two hour marathon in, yeah. in a controlled environment, so it's not counted. But he does have the world record, which is like two hours and two minutes. So my time is fifty five minutes slower than him. So he was running over one minute per kilometer faster than me. So yeah. if you ask him, he'll be like, two fifty seven, fuck, I could I could walk that. <laughs> I could do it running backwards. But um it it took me it took me years to yeah. to break three hours. That's the only time I did it. I did yeah. that once in Tokyo, it was two hours fifty seven. Yeah, trial and error with my coach. You uh, had a coach? Yeah, I had a coach yeah. who did cool. programs and then you know, I, when I started with my coach, I was like at three hour fifteen was my best time, and then three oh nine, and then a three oh six, and then you start to think, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to break three hours. I'm just, you mm. know, I'm I'm getting faster, but I'm not fast enough. And then everything just came together in Tokyo, and it was amazing. And then after that, I thought, could I could I go faster? Yeah. And um, by faster, I mean yeah, anything faster than two fifty seven. So yeah. I don't know how much faster I could have gone. Maybe two fifty five. But then the next question I had for myself is, would I, 
if I ran faster, like two minutes faster, three minutes faster, whatever, would it bring me enough uh, satisfaction and joy to be worthy of the training involved? Because yeah, I knew that, how fucking hard it was to do 257. Bro, I can imagine. And the yeah. answer I came up with every single time was, was no. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I didn't enjoy the training. I was I was still working at the edge at the time and um, my co- I had a, like an app called Training Peaks and my coach would put yep. my programs up there. So nine o'clock each morning when I'm doing the breakfast show, I'd bring up the app and see what I've got to do that day. Then some days, if it was a particularly hard or challenging workout, I'd feel ill until I got it done. And it would yeah. just hang over your head. Yeah. So I, like literally, um, in a lot of ways, a lot of people really enjoy that. But for me, it sort of sucked the running out. It sucked yeah. the joy out of sucked it a bit. joy, yeah. Yeah. No, that's fascinating, man. Come but, here. Come here. But then, um, <laughs> Come on. This is we got, my dog. We've got, we got Kanye, the famous dog here. So Yay. As well. You're the I'm, goodest boy, eh? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most real and authentic podcast ever. Man, so, being from a radio background, this is what I like about podcasting. Um, yeah. yeah, and it, yeah, I mean, you've listened to enough. Of, I suppose it depends on how you listen to my podcast. But if you listen with um, earplugs in, quite often you, you'll hear like a siren going past or something. Yeah, because the police station's just up the road. Yeah, and uh, one of my old producers, Carl, he said to me, "Oh, uh, let me know if you want me to like look at the windows and do some soundproofing." But I'm like, "Fuck no! I like the I like yeah. the realness of it." Yeah, it's got to be authentic, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you next? Uh, what, what's your next r- race goal, uh, Mr. Don? Well, I'm, um, I'm signed up to do the Sydney Marathon, mm. which is in September this year, and then the Kepler Challenge in December. Um, so I, I was signed up for Kepler last year, but I could, just couldn't do it because of my knee. Like I couldn't, yeah. literally couldn't run. So Sydney, um, you mentioned at the, the beginning of this podcast that I've done uh, all six of the World Marathon Majors. Yes. Um, the, the World Marathon Majors, they're looking at expanding to seven. And this, this, so there's a, like a what's called a candidate race on at the moment. So yeah. China has a run, uh, South Africa has a run, and Sydney has a run, Australia has a run. Um, so they're all candidate races. So Sydney's going all out this year. So they've yeah. already got 13,000 people signed up, which is going to make it the biggest uh, marathon event that's ever been held in Australasia, which is fucking... And yeah. Imagine like... Um, Spark Arena in Auckland, full of yep. people for a concert. It's probably yep. about that many people. But imagine that many people at a start line of an event, all about yeah. to run 42 Ks together. That's it's so incredible. Cool. That's yeah. cool, man. That's so cool. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm, yeah. I'm, um, it's gonna, it'll probably be the slowest marathon I've ever done. So I've got no time goals or expectations. No, no time goals? Okay. No, nah, just yeah. because, of, because of the knee situation. But I'm, I'm just going to really lean into the enjoyment factor. And yeah. all six of those world marathon majors were – not necessarily events that I enjoyed as much as what I should because I was focused on on a, on a time. Yeah, but this one, I don't know. I'm keen to like high five kids on the side of the road. Mm. You know, maybe take a GoPro, take some photos, just yeah. really enjoy the occasion. Yeah, and the course looks stunning. Like you start over the bridge, so you get to run over the bridge. Yeah, uh, the big Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, you run out to Centennial Park. You do a few laps around the famous streets of Sydney. It looks so cool, and, and then it you, ends at the Opera House. Yeah, on the steps yeah. of the Sydney yeah, Opera House. How could I miss that? But yeah, mm. it looks so cool. And to Pretty, have you, you know the course better than me. <laughs> I, I haven't even, I haven't even looked at the course. I know, I know, I'm not going to be winning. I know there is going to be somebody in front of me, yeah. so I'm just going to follow them. Yeah, I, but like I'm not even doing it, but I'm fizzing. I, it, yeah. it looks so cool. Oh, that's cool. And, and as sorry to interrupt, but as someone that has been lucky enough to do all six of the World Marathon majors, yeah, and knowing how much. How much fucking money it costs, basically? Like right. you, want, you want to do New York, you want to do London, that's cool, but it's a fucking expensive, yeah, yeah weekend away. Yeah, to have a world marathon major, like a basically mm. a domestic flight away, three hour flight. Yeah, um, it would be incredible uh, for a lot of people and a good, a good gateway or entry point to the you know, mm. world marathon major journey. Yeah, that's so cool. What one? What one of those five? Um, the big five. Sorry, was it big six? Six. Yeah. Sorry, I'll start right. again. Yeah, make, sh- make sure you edit this out. It's very amateur. <laughs> no, I'm which, kidding. Which one of the of the big six was your favourite? Probably, you know? probably. It, it, it's hard to say, eh, because they're all real special and unique in their own way. But probably Tokyo because it was the the one where I broke three hours. Cool. Um, but yeah, all special in their own way. Like Boston was the first one I did, and Boston's Boston. For, like for, for non non runners, think of like New York and London. Uh, yeah. They don't even know about um, Boston, but Boston is the oldest. Official marathon in the world. It's been, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's so prestigious, and it's one that you have to qualify for. 
Oh, so, so I couldn't just rock up to it. <laughs> no, <Did> you, <laughs> you need to. Yeah, how old yeah. are you? What are you? 30, uh, 37. 37. Yeah, yeah. so, so there, there's a, there, there'll be a time that you have to run for men, men between 35 yeah. and 39. Right. Which is probably like, um, and it'll be quite a fast time. It's probably like three hours 10, three hours 15, three hours oh, 20. Wow. Three hours 10. So that would be a 47 minute PB for me. Wow. <laughs> oh, so you're three fifty sub four. How many yeah. marathons have you done? I've done Rotorua twice. Right. Yeah. Oh, Rotorua is no yeah. joke. That's a heli course. It's a heli course, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> mm. But this this podcast's not about me, mate. It's about you. Come on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my I've got a couple of friends that are that are going to be um, doing doing the Sydney marathon. It's going to be so cool. Um, mm. Hannah and Mallory there. They're um they're fizzing at the at the piece to to do it as well. So is this Hannah your absent co-host? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is she going to do Sydney or is she going to yeah, pull no, out the day off? No, nah, she she because she wants to spend time with her son. Yeah, I think she wants to. I think she's <laughs> gonna. I think she's gonna run with you, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, that'll be cool. Uh, yeah, hopefully there's a bunch of Kiwis over there. I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. yeah. So and Hannah, if you hear this, I'm only I'm only, I'm only playing with you. I'm he's not only mad. playing with you. No, he's, um, I, I I was so. Nervous about doing this, but um, thank you. You have just yeah, oh, you, no, you've don't, made don't me feel nervous. so comfortable. No, you've you've let me in your house. It's yeah. so cool, man. Yeah, so um, I, I, and I'm I'm so comfortable <laughs> around you. I didn't even bother tidying up. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> don't worry. About but yeah, no, Hannah. Hannah, listen, your family is far more important than podcasts. Um, I mean, I, I can't have children of my own, so I'm just yeah. I'm just projecting here. I'm just angry, <laughs> angry that you've been successful in your fertility journey. <laughs> 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 Yeah. I mean, I um, welcomed Hayden into my home because otherwise I'm just lonely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when he tries to wrap it up, I'm just going to keep yeah. him going. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for anyone wanting to run a marathon? Yeah, my my advice would be just don't rush into the goal. So like we're recording this in July. Don't, don't say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to do Auckland in December or Queenstown in December. Especially if you're starting from like a non-running base, um, yeah. I'd like work up towards it. Because the, the last thing you want to do is like um, you know, rush into it and get yourself injured and or not enjoy the training or be overwhelmed by things. Yeah. Um, so you start small, and like a lot of I suppose you don't know until you've done one marathon. But for, for a lot of people, it's like a one and done. Yeah. Or or a lot of people will get to the finish line and then say never again. And then a couple yeah. of days later they'll be like, Oh, maybe I could do it again. Uh, well, actually, so if if you are certain that you're gonna be a one and done, I um I'd I'd try and I'd try and select a fucking cool marathon. Yeah. If you can afford it, like go to London or uh, go to New York and do it there. If you yeah. can't afford that, that's cool. Go go to the Gold Coast. That's a that's a good event, or Sydney, something somewhere like that. That's yeah. a good event with good people. If you can't afford that, try and go to Queenstown. If you can't afford that, go to go to Hawke's Bay. Like just yeah. pick a really nice one and enjoy it. Every city has their own marathons, but I'm from um, Manawatu originally. I'm guessing uh, the marathon in Whangarei is probably similar to that, where there's like it's 30 people or 50 people or whatever. Whangarei has not had a marathon oh, since really? 2002. Right. Yeah, that, we, we don't have one. That's sad, but it's probably, yeah. it probably stopped because it wasn't well enough supported. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there, are, there are some marathons you can do around New Zealand where you're basically on a training run. I did, I did one a few years ago called, um, it's supposed to be the fastest marathon in New Zealand. It's um, in Taranaki and it goes from, um, it's called Mountain to Surf. Oh, so it's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. downhill the whole way. So yeah. it starts at the foot of Mount Taranaki yeah. and ends in Waitara. But it was like doing, it was like doing a training run on my own. Yeah, it was like it was like forty two k's. Yeah, there, there was people at the start line, and then yeah, the, the crowd spreads out, and you're just sort of running on your own. There's some cones on the side of the road, but there's trucks whizzing by. Um, yeah. So you want it to get the full immersive a marathon experience. You, the bigger, the better. Right. So that whatever pace you're running, there's going to be people alongside you because there's something really cool and really powerful in that sort of sense of community. Yeah. No. Oh, it's so, cool. so cool. Sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah, you don't rush into it. That would be my advice to anyone. Even if your goal is not a marathon, like just when people ask me how to start running, I, I'm like, and I, I'm not, I'm, I'm no, I don't, I'm not qualified to give anyone advice. But what I do say to people is, um, just, just run and walk and enjoy yourself. So run, run for a minute, and mm-hmm. walk for two minutes. Run yeah. for a minute, walk for two minutes. Repeat that, and then when that feels too easy, run for two minutes, walk for two minutes. Holy hecka. 
Can I just interrupt you? Um, yeah. With, if on my last episode, I pretty much said exactly that. Yeah, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're just, just going to do what feels right. But yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, I, and I think this is um, particularly for men. Don't think, um, sorry, Kanye's all up in your face. Yeah, sorry, he's all good. It's all good. Particularly for men. You get guys that are probably like, well, I used to, I used to run um, 5K in 19 minutes when I was in high school. So they'll, yeah. they'll go out and they'll try and do that. And it's like, yeah. you're not the same person anymore. Yeah. So you don't want to get yeah. injured. You don't want to get, you know, sick and bored of it. Yeah. What so just were, ease into it and enjoy it. Yeah. What you were and what you are now are two completely different things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, that's so cool, man. Awesome. No. Um, Hello. What are you doing on the table? What are you doing on the table? Um, what else would you like to talk about, Dom? I'm, I'm kind of at the bottom of the run sheet now. Um. <laughs> oh, um, what do I want to talk about? Yeah. Um, oh, no, nothing really. Okay. I, yeah, I, I love talking about running. What, what got you into it? This is oh, this is in my interview. Well, you're, you're okay. out of questions, right. so I'm taking, no, the, fuck, I, I'm taking the fuck over. Take control, mate. Take control. Okay. In 2013, I came to the realisation... That I wasn't a very good rugby player. I was too, I wasn't aggressive enough. I didn't like tackling. Um, and <laughs> can I be honest? Um, it. Oh well. Okay. Sorry. Um, so I, I wasn't very good at running, but I wasn't very good at tackling, and, and I, I was, I was, I was better off off the rugby paddock than I was on the. Like I was a detriment to the, to my to my team. Right. <laughs> with me, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. I, mean, I was like that with all with all team sports yeah. at school. Like uh, I, when I was playing, I loved cricket, but mm. I'd, I'd get I, I was in the ta- the tail order of the team, and I'd get fucking bowled out first time every time. Yeah. I'd, I'd be in on first slip, and I'd drop a ball, and the team would be mad at me. Yeah. Um, so I just got sick of like feeling like I was disappointing people that were yeah. supposed to be my friends. That's it. So that was, is it. Yeah. yeah. So I got I got tired of disappointing people, and so but um, Sport Northland up in Northland they have what's called the Run Walk series, uh, which they have their events spread evenly out throughout the year. And I was always running when I wasn't doing rugby practice or whatever. And so I thought oh, I'll just enter this the Sport Northland series and see how I go. Um, and I just slowly built up, and I think I got to the Whangarei Half Marathon. I ran a, a 1.57, and um, I was just kind of a bit hooked after that. And so I've just been kind of running since then. But to be honest, my dad was, was a very good runner in the 90s, but um, like fluoro and really, really short shorts um, were like the running attire of the time. Mm-hmm. And to me, that wasn't very appealing. And when you when social media was starting to blow up, I followed you on Facebook and Twitter, I think it was, um, and you would post up pictures of running, and I was like, oh well, here's a cool looking guy who's making running actually look appealing. That's you're kind of one of the influences why I got into running. So thank you, oh, thank oh, you well, from thank you. from thank me you. to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, that's one thing I never. There, there are a lot of elite runners, like real mm. good ones, that wear those, that wear these shorts with the big split up the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never understood that. It's like, how much <laughs> yeah. time are you saving? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, but yeah. in, in saying that, like when I started running, I think I was like wearing, I think I started like in, in togs, like a long yeah. pair of like board shorts. And when I see people yeah. running in board shorts now, or even people running in that are probably training for like rugby preseason, running in rugby shorts, like yeah. thick. Yeah, I'm like. What are you doing? Like, yeah. get yourself a pair of comfortable, comfortable <laughs> shorts. Yeah, like you get your pair of stuff. A pair of oh, I don't know. If you go to dressmate, you can probably get some Nike shorts for like twenty or thirty bucks or something. Yeah. But it's the 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 better the gear, the more comfortable you are, the more enjoyable the whole mm. experience is. Yeah, it's a relatively cheap sport. Yeah, um, you know, if you want to run in bare feet and run on grass, you you, you can do that. The really the only the only thing that you need, and it's sort of optional, really, is a, a good pair of shoes. Yeah. Um, and then you're just out the door. There's Ooh. no other cost involved. Can I love we, that about it. Can we use that uh, a good pair of shoes that you can get from Trick Trail and Fish? Yeah, and say yeah. that say that Hayden sent you, and you'll get a forty percent discount. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also stop Radix Nutrition if you need to. Play oh, do they? Yeah, yep. Do that. You have very few, very few retail outlets. Um, yeah, yeah, Radix Nutrition, um, the Hamilton Company, actually mm. set up by Mike Rudling, who you mentioned before, who's um, from uh, Bay of Islands. They, um, they, they are. I, I'd recommend you check them out online. They do like protein powders, smoothie recovery powders, and also um, like freeze dried, just add water meals. Yeah. For like trampers and you know trail runners and stuff like that. Um, an incredible company doing incredible things. 
You yeah. can buy them online. They're not in too many retail outlets. Yeah, well, well, trick, trail and fish. When, when you're in Whangarei, pop into them and see them. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're definitely not the cheapest, but they are. They're, yeah, I've, I've, I'm, I've become quite intimate with the company, and I know their operating procedures and stuff. And they're definitely the best. Yeah. If you want a cheap bag of protein powder, go to Kemper's Warehouse and get get a the big tub of whatever <laughs> whatever's on special. Yeah. Um, but if you want something that is actually good yeah. and made by people who are like passionate about making sure you get all the nutrients and stuff you need, then don't do not go past Radix Nutrition. Yeah, is there anyone else that you want to plug? <laughs> no, um, no, just just Radix. Okay. Oh, and Skin Institute. Yeah, Skin Institute. Skin Institute. Why, yeah, why honestly, do we Why do we need to go to Skin Institute, Don? Well, the melanoma rates in this country are alarming, and chances are, at some point, yeah. you or someone you know is going to be impacted with melanoma. So, just go in, get a full body mole check, and then um, if you notice any changes on those moles, you can go in and they'll have a record of it and they can check it out. Skininstitute.co.nz. <laughs> Tell them Dom sent you. Nice, nice. Dom, I, I, I think we're kind of at the end here, but... Um, oh, I'm, no, I'm just getting started, baby. I, <laughs> Boy, I, don't know, I don't know where you're going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, um, I, I reached out to um, the Sport Northland events team because um, I can't afford to pay you. Like, I'm, I'm not paying you anything, mate. No, you no, offered no, no, you. You no. sent me a DM before you came over, offering Bro. to buy me a, a juice from but, Tank. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I feel like through our our contacts and that we've had over Instagram is that it seems to be you giving to me. Um, but I would like a chance to like when when I said, oh, what, what microphone should I buy, Dom? What who should I use to host my podcast? You, it was you that was giving giving me the answers yeah, and, yeah. and supporting oh, me. So I, I'm, I am very grateful for that. I, um, I, I, do, I do try and help when I can. I, I do. Yeah. I, I feel guilty sometimes if someone messages me and I just don't, I, I don't have the time always to get, yeah. Yeah, if, it's a, if, if it's like a busy day. I, don't, mm. like, I can't just sit on my phone all fucking day. No. Um, no. But, I, but I, like, I, I do like to try and help people you know, where I can yeah, and where so. possible. And in, in terms of podcasts, like when I, when I was still um, doing breakfast radio, I was always tired. So yeah. uh, say you messaged me a couple of years ago and said, will you come on my podcast? I would have, um, and this probably seems really fucking douchey now, I would have said, oh, I don't want to be rude, but how many, how many listeners have you got? Oh yeah, and you how, how many how many are you averaging per, per episode? What do you reckon? A um, couple of hundred, hundred. I, I had a look before I left. Um, I'm getting a hundred and thirty downloads per episode. Yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, um, but that's uh, nothing uh, compared to you. No, 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 no. no <laughs> but you, you you need to start on zero. Anyone that's yeah. anyone that has doesn't have a podcast, they've got zero listeners. So you're building yeah, up a true. community from the ground up. True, but um. Uh, when I was doing morning radio and I was time poor and I was always tired, I would have said to you, and this probably sounds quite rude. I said I, I would have I would have replied to you saying, "Hey, thanks for the invite. I don't want to be rude, but um, yeah, I, I, it's not a great return on investment for my time." Yeah, and then you would have you would have thought, "Oh, that's understandable," or you would have thought, "What a fucking asshole!" I would have gone, yeah, I would have gone with the secondary option. Yeah, what a fucking <laughs> asshole! And, and the, but. I mean, the alternative, I guess, would be ignoring these messages yeah. at the time and not giving someone a straight-up answer. So I'd try yeah. to give a straight-up answer. But just now, now that I've got a bit more time on my hands, and I understand, you know, yeah. just what a challenge it is to grow, to start up and then grow a yeah. podcast. I try and do them whenever I get invited on them. Uh, I am I'm so grateful. Um, so I reached out to um, one of my supporters at um, Sport Northland, um, and they've given. Uh, they're giving you a free entry to the Kirikiri Half Marathon and two for your followers that you can give away. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have, I have, Kirikiri is um, one of New Zealand's iconic half marathons yeah, and I've, is, I've never run it. It is a bucket list half marathon. If, yeah, it's, it's got, it's a slight incline for the first seven Ks, mm-hmm. but then it's, you, you, you're, you're, you're descending Further than your yeah, than your ascent, yeah, so, so it's net downhill. Yeah, yeah, it's net downhill. So it is it is a fast half marathon. I think the course record is like one hundred and one, which was set a couple of years ago by Oscar Baines. Oh yep. yeah, Oscar Bain from Christchurch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a he's a very very good very talented runner. Very yeah. good runner. Yeah, uh, I think he runs the Front Runner store in in Christchurch as well. Like yeah. he's just passionate about running yeah. in the industry. Yeah, so I think he's the course record holder. But um, yeah. I'd, I, I would like to see you at, at the start line of Kirikou one day. Um, and there's, there's okay, a, well, this year's yeah. going to be the year. Yeah, and um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's 
couple of codes there for you to give away to your followers on on runners only um would you like to give runners only a plug nah 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 nah. i'm actually um (laughs) i'm actually oh i can this is probably an exclusive an exclusive for the um what's it called runners with jason You're not the first person to say that. Sorry, I'm just being a smartass. I know run, runners adjacent. Yeah, um, right. I'm 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 in the process of um, like rebranding um, my podcast. I'm gonna it's yeah. just gonna be called. I'm just gonna drop the runners only. I've just had people say to me, "Oh, it's, you probably put some people off being guests or some people listening." But I'm I'm still passionate about running so yeah. what I figure I'll do is hopefully it'll get to the point where I can grow it enough that I can do two episodes a week so one one main oh, episode on a Monday cool, and then a, and a bonus episode every sort of Wednesday, Thursday or Friday which is like yeah. for runners only Well, that's, that's kind of like what you're doing now isn't it uh, you just did one previewing Sydney with the guy oh, oh yeah, yeah one of the race directors yeah, 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 yeah but I, yeah. I did that because I got paid for it Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's, been, it's been an, because I've just been a, like a wage earner mm. um, and a, like an employee uh, my entire life. So, and now, yeah. now I'm like hustling. Nice. So, yeah, nice. it's just figuring out how to, how to make podcasting a, a career. Yeah. Um, when you figure that out, can you let me know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. There's actually there's, yeah, there's there's a bunch of us that do podcasts, and we all sort of there's these other guys that do a great podcast uh, called Between Two Beers, and uh, oh, my, yeah. my friend Brody Kane, she's got a few podcasts, and uh, we we catch up and we sort of swap notes about how they're getting on in terms of advertising and monetizing it. Yeah. Because um, we're all just trying to trying to like basically navigate our way in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. As you are as well, but yeah. I mean, not not everyone's got the goal of like to try and make it a. Mm. a I think everyone that does a podcast, like you, like you, you for mm. example, you'd you'd like it to be your full time thing. Oh, um, one day, yeah, one day. but it's not small. Time. But in the but in the beginning, for everyone, it just has to be like a, a passion yeah. or a hobby, and yeah. uh, without any sort of expectation of that. Yeah, no, that's so that's so cool. Yeah, I think I think that kind of that kind of does us. Yeah. yeah. What, what are you doing now? Are you driving back to Whangarei? I'm or? driving back to Whangarei, bro. So you just drove down and... Yeah. Drive down, do the podcast, drive back again. Yeah, because I'm trying to hustle like you. Right? Well, well <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, well, that's a big commitment. But well, yeah, I've, I've done that. I've well, driven to Tauranga and yeah. back in a day and Taupo. Yeah. And yeah. No, I, 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 that was like a conscious... Like I've got a home studio set up now and I try and, mm. I, I try and film all the episodes. So I try and encourage people to come over here. And I've, some, I've had some amazing people beside you in my house. Yeah. Like um, Sir Ashley Bloomfield, you know, Dame yeah. Lisa Carrington. Yeah. Um, Rachel Hunter, the supermodel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been some incredible... But last year when I was starting, I thought I need to make it as simple as possible. So I'd say to people, um, they'd be like, when do you want to do it? And I... And I I would say to them, you tell me when you're free and where, and I will meet you there. Yeah. And I'll do what you're doing and just turn up with my equipment. Yeah. So it takes any excuse out of it. So yeah. if you said to me, oh, Dom, can you come to Whanganae on Saturday? I'll be like, oh, probably not. But if you're just going to come to my house, it, it makes it easy for people. So yeah. good on you for doing that. I no. think that's the right way to go about it. Awesome. Thank you. That's so encouraging. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, <laughs> Anything else? I, I'm, I'm horrible at doing the closing on these. No, you're not. I think I think you're doing, you're doing great. Like you, you've got no you got no broadcasting experience. I think yeah. you're doing a fantastic job. No, so cool. being too hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was saying before before this started that um the what, what's it called the imposter syndrome was was hitting me hard, and but now I'm I'm grateful for your time today, Dom. So thank you very much. Thank you, listeners, for listening to the Runner Jason podcast. Um, thanks to Trick Trail and Fish. Uh, just remember, forty percent off. Uh, in store off all apparel uh, for the month of August if you mention this this podcast um, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook it's at run adjacent I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting and um, uh, yeah uh, obviously the show is still <laughs> quite small <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah or, and another thing I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there okay. like you you can't you can't get like if, if, if I if I compared my podcast to Joe Rogan, like it's oh, it's yeah. fucking embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've had I've just clocked over a million downloads, and that's taken like 15, 16 months. Rogan has like eleven million downloads a week. Yeah, um, okay. So yeah. you can't. And <laughs> I can't, you, uh, yeah. you you think you imagine like public speaking is most people's worst fear, right? Yeah, that's so one of my fears. Yes. Okay, you imagine what's the what's the you imagine standing up 
on stage um, at a venue in Whangarei. Yeah. And there's 150 people sitting in front of you waiting to hear you speak. You'd shit your fucking pants. Yeah, I would. 150 is a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how many you're getting a week. And you've Thank only you. just started. Thank you. No, and it's so cool. <laughs> um, till next time, happy running. Bye. <laughs> oh no, no you have the final yeah. word it's your fucking no podcast. no no um, I was thinking um, the, the mics are still live it was like imagine if I could get your tune your can I get a copy of your tune yeah I can email it to you yeah yeah and then we could be like run adjacent with Dom Harvey <laughs> and hate it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got it on my computer somewhere I can send it to you yeah or did you want me to like bring it up and play it now is that what you mean yeah like, yeah yeah maybe do that uh, <laughs> alright this may or may not be edited out I, I don't know good. it's this not my is, podcast this, is, this could be triumphant or a disaster hey they used to be one of your sponsors right yeah the, <laughs> yeah triumphant disaster um, they that was Dion Nash, former New Zealand cricketer, it's a company he set up. They do like men's um, moisturizers and um, yeah. hair, yeah. fucking clay and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but he was really good. The podcast was only going like three or four episodes and he came to me and goes, hey, um, I'd like to sponsor your podcast. You know, the staff here have, you know, said they really like it and you're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, and he said, I, I don't have much money to offer you, but I can give you a little bit of money and a little bit of product. And he said, maybe, sorry, I just installed a new computer, so my computer's... Uh, a new printer, so my computer's rebooting. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. But maybe I can... Oh, no, I don't have it on my phone. Um, but yeah, so Dion Nash was really good. So And he, he said, once um, other companies see that you've got a sponsor on, maybe it's easier to attract some new ones. And he was dead right. Yeah. Um, no, that's so cool, man. But it's... um Yeah, it, it, it has been a... It's been a hard journey, especially in the first year, to like, you know, to, to get advertisers on board. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just like there's, there's been a like, I don't know, a reluctance, I guess, to take podcasting seriously from yeah. advertisers. Yeah. So that I'd rather go with traditional forms of media like billboards and radio advertising or TV ads. Um, but I feel like podcasting is coming to into its own. Yeah, so cool. Well, you got a you got a sponsor on board already. Got that yeah. shop with the forty percent discount and all this. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what are we doing? We, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. This is not my idea. This is Hayden's <laughs> idea. I think this is an absolute clusterfuck. This <laughs> his podcast, his rules. Yeah. Okay. Run and Jason. With Hayden. Run and Jason. Here we go. Run Jason with Hayden. Run Jason with with Hayden. Run Jason with Hayden. And sometimes Hannah. Maya Wilson. Oh. All right. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, I, I got that um, song made by. Are you familiar with the website and app Fiverr? Yeah. Yeah, yep. so it was some some guy in America that made it. It was like sixty bucks. It's done well. Yeah, but it's definitely time for a time to change it up. No, my dog's cool. freaking out. He goes, "Whoa, why, why are you changing the lyrics to your theme song?" Because <laughs> it's Hayden's podcast, and that's what he wanted. Okay, that, right. that's that's are awesome. we out? Yeah, we're out. Okay, right. till next time. Happy running.